we've come full circle. End the show. We're done. We actually do <laughs> kind of got to end the show. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Just, just end it there. End it like just really abruptly. End the show. <laughs> this podcast contains explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Thundercast. My name is Christian. My name is Lucas. I'm John. I'm Liam. We have another podcast that talks about movies. And John Tasker, friend of a show. That's right, everybody. John is back. Welcome back, John, to the show. Uh, we have a number of reasons why John is here today. One is because it was about time. <laughs> and two, <laughs> we're doing a fun little bonus oh, no, episode. No, it's, uh... Yes, and it's a mystery. Oh, God. <laughs> and we're uh, we're doing a fun little bonus episode after this that'll be going up on our Patreon uh, following the recording of this, which is should be out on Patreon on November 28th, which is funny because this episode that you're currently watching on YouTube doesn't come out until December or something, <laughs> Friday. So <laughs> anyway, yes, hello. Welcome back to the, Th- the Thundercast, a podcast that is so infrequent, we might as well be a James Cameron movie. Isn't that fun? Uh, One every 12 years or so, right? <laughs> and I beat T-1000. <laughs> it is roughly once every 12 years for this yeah. fucking show. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, um, for those of you that are unaware of how we do things here, we're going to just ta- do kind of a round table, talk about our the movies that we've seen recently, the things that we've ingested. Movies, books, television, uh, music, whatever the hell you happen to have ingested. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, let, we'll go right into <laughs> news. Fuck, I can't say the ingestion anymore because that's the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh let's let john go welcome back to the jo- the show john i almost said welcome back to the john show uh so... <laughs> this, this is the john show now that i'm here yeah, yeah. it's the john tasker show <laughs> um, we'll make that like, actually really quick you invited me to be on here and on the on the group chat that you used i mentioned that the last time we spoke was two years ago nearly three it was january 2020 was that really the last oh, time wow. i i guess so because that would have been it was on the it was on a new year's special very briefly was that into 2021 it wasn't a new year's yes. special it was our it was our 60th uh that would have been the last one that you would have been on would have been on episode 60 which was a live show so 10 episodes like <laughs> it literally was and, <laughs> and and for a stretch of episodes john was me that's true yeah. yeah. <laughs> For those of you watching at home right now, you might see a little bit of lag. Um, I think that's because my partner is watching White Lotus right now. So um, if you're seeing a little bit of lag for what these three are doing, uh, then I apologize for that. Anyway, John, yeah. what do you got? Or it could be like one of those instances where it's like, oh, don't, guys, I apologize for this lag or noise in the background, only for the audience to hear absolutely nothing. It could be. Like last time. Genuinely, it could be. <laughs> John, what do you got for us today? Um, well, I'm going to start off with just on Friday, I watched the new Black Panther movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have uh, discovered that I'm in minority of really not having liked it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I noticed a lot of reviews and I'd seen a couple YouTube videos about like, you know, not, not a universal praise throughout the whole movie, but people, um, 
saying things that I don't agree with, which uh, is usually tough for me. I don't, uh, I don't usually do well with having a very um, uh, unique and outspoken opinion on anything. Um, I will preface with this. On Friday, I almost saw the menu, which I really wanted to see. Yeah. And then that was kind of ripped out from under me at the last minute, and I went to see Black Panther instead. So I perhaps was a little upset, and that might have um, been a little bit of a bias towards how I received this this movie. But holy cow, was it so boring? It was so <laughs> long. It was so long, and the people really are praising the emotional elements and its um its honor of Chadwick Boseman, and they do do it for about five to ten minutes from mm. what i recall and it was okay i clearly the actors and like really everybody on set are are are, are feeling the loss of chadwick boseman as for all of us because that was a real tragedy um but in terms of how it was executed in the movie it's a it's a marvel movie it's an mcu movie and so they can only go so far with having any sort of heart to that um, before being like, let's uh, now beat a bunch of people up. Which is a little Um, weird because Coogler was such a close friend of of, uh, Chadwick. So you'd think that they would really stretch a lot of that in the film. But you forget that he's still working for hire and it's a Marvel movie. Even the first Black Panther, despite being one of the better MCU movies is still, was it is still an MCU movie. Yes, it's been long enough away where now I can say this without being accosted. Black Panther is a very good movie, but it still has a lot of MCU problems. Sure. Right, and I feel I feel like the the first Black Panther movie and and to an extent this one um are are very good at while still being an MCU movie, kind of like uh having an element that is usually not great amongst all the movies. The first one being like the soundtrack and um i mean the villain to an extent um and and then this one being the cinematography like it does look gorgeous and it is like it's a very colorful movie when i i mean i haven't seen much of phase four granted but i i do know that apart from like ragnarok usually these movies have a very gray muted tone to them um and on the note of uh ryan coogler and and company is astounding that this movie was able to even be made because from what i learned after watching it um they had the script written for black panther 2 before chadwick boseman died oh right so they really just like they redid it i don't i don't know how much praise i can give it for that like they still they still made a what i think is a bad long all movie. And <laughs> I mean, I don't envy, or what is it? I don't envy the position they were in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've talked to John about this the other day, but let's get this in recording. Is it better or worse than Spider Meme? God. Okay, I I found this this question difficult to answer when you when you asked me in the first place because. They are it's they're bad in very different ways. I was definitely like, oh, I was I was far more upset after watching Spider Meme. I guess I was. <laughs> <laughs> You'll play it by the actual Thanks. title would imply it's a real movie. Oh God, 
Right. I mean, it is um, technically a real movie, Liam. So it's oh, it's barely a real movie. They really, <laughs> they really go out of their way to be like it's by our standards, maybe, but not by do real definition. This, this is a this is a podcast about movies, so I think we are we are we have the authority. <laughs> like <laughs> we don't have any fucking authority at all. If my dad can call Robin Hood Men in Tights not a real movie, I can call Spider Meme not a real movie. Right. Robin Hood Robin Hood Men in Tights is a real movie. What it, the fuck is he talking about? I don't know. Don't ask me. Take it up with my father. I just used him as an example. Call us. I can go beat him up. Um. Yeah. So Black Panther, fine, whatever. Um. Spider Meme, bad. Oh, bad. Oh, and I didn't like it. But anyway, that's not part of my. Um, that's not part of my spiel. So. Um. I'm finished. We can pass it on to the next person. All right, Lucas, go ahead. All right. Uh, I don't know if this is this one is uh, shared with Liam or not. I don't. Uh, I don't know if he did watch it, but uh, I I'm not all the way done. But I am about halfway through Dragon Prince season four. Shit, I haven't uh, started yet. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't even know it came out. It yeah, slipped it, it, right by me. Yeah, it kind of slipped by everyone I know who watches it. Like I, I texted my cousin, like, "Hey, did you know Dragon Prince season four is out?" He's like, "Wait, what? <laughs> when did that happen?" Uh, but so far it, it takes place, uh, a couple of years after the end of the, of the, of season three, because there was a couple of years in between production as well. Well, yeah, because uh, this, uh, was it, they thought the third season was going to be the last, so it ended in kind of a weird place. And even then I thought it was a little rushed. Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 season three was very, very, very clearly just, uh, uh, they thought it was going to end. They're like, ah, shit, we got to wrap everything up. Uh, and then season four comes along, and they're like, "Oh, what do we do now?" Um, that's not that's not to say it's bad, but it's the first couple of episodes are really rocky. Like it kind of feels like they don't really know what to do. Like they have a story idea that they're working towards, but it kind of feels like most of the voice actors aren't really trying that hard. And like the animation in some spots is kind of cheap looking, and it's not as bad as season one where it was like running at twelve frames a second. But right, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's getting better as it goes, but it has it had a bit of a rocky start. How many episodes? I believe there's ten. I think. Okay. 12? And how far into uh, it are you? I'm like I'm like I think I finished episode six last night. Oh boy, halfway, and it still hasn't like. Really... I mean, it's getting better. It's getting better, but. Does it sorry. Does it still have a problem? My my biggest overall criticism with the Dragon Prince. Which what is that? Like, la- is that? I think it's kind of a spineless kid show. Uh, hmm. It's kind of, kind of, but they they take a they t- take a few bigger swings. I think so far. Uh, it's it's a kids show, and they say the word kill. <gasps> oh, <Gasp. holy> crap! <laughs> Does anybody smoke a cigarette? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> well, no, I mean like uh, I just have always given that this show was made by a lot of the same people who did Avatar: The Last Airbender. And Avatar mm-hmm. was uh, was it was spectacular for pushing the bounds of what you can do on a kids show. Yeah, it's uh, it's I mean, it's it's a little more adult in terms of the the subject matter, but like it's still it's still very much a kids show, and it's still like this. They make it specifically for kids without without the intent of challenging those kids, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the animation is still like okay. Uh, for the most part, that was my biggest I've never, question. Was yeah, was, I've never been. Improved? I've never been the biggest fan of uh, Dragon Prince's animation style. It's like it's like three D. It's better than most three D like kids cartoons. It kind of has that weird cell shady look at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
so like i i enjoy it i i watch it largely because uh i enjoy it well enough but like me and my cousin often watch watch it together we haven't watched it this season together because just haven't found the time but uh yeah i'm kind of i'm kind of eh, on it so far oh, yeah I, I, like i, I want to like it more than i do but so far it's kind of, it's 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 a little weaker than like seasons one and two i think it's probably better than season three so far but yeah yeah bummer yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a, we're off to a great start. Everybody. <laughs> uh, All right, I'm done. Liam, go ahead. All right, I guess I'll start with one that I saw with work and Christian. Yes. Um. Uh. I we Halloween uh, ends. No, no, no. That one doesn't work. Jackass. Um. <laughs> we saw. Um, uh. What do you call? It? We saw Black Adam. The. Uh. uh what is it? But. Uh, 10, 15 year film of a making with yeah. where uh, Rock plays the uh, really well regarded and popular uh, DC comic superhero or supervillain in a movie that's about what you'd expect from a movie that's been in development for 15 years and only just came out now. <laughs> yep. Like, honestly, it's script so terrible, I'm shocked. It Most feels it like it was just, written 10 years ago and they just haven't updated like the script since. It feels like it was written 10 years ago. It has the same problem all scripts with like 10 years in development have where like it's exposition all over the place. Like there's like 40, there's like a 45 minute slump of just re-explaining things over and over. Mm -hmm. Every, roughly every five minutes and every scene they have to explain to you what happened in the last scene. And considering some of the last scenes were just people explaining what happened in the last scene. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of that. Um, There's also like, Two characters that do not that did not need to be in it at all. No reason. Um, essentially, um, so uh, it more or less follows the main uh, Black Adam story, with a few exceptions. Essentially, he was a uh, a warrior slave in um, uh, was it in like ancient Egypt. He uh, obtained the powers of um, that the same powers that uh, uh, Shazam has. Um, in this version, he kind of gets trapped in an interdimensional, like, uh, stasis. In the comic, it was, uh, he was banished off-world and had to, like, spend thousands and thousands of years returning. Essentially, he returns to have his revenge on the people who screwed him beforehand. And, uh, the JSA, the Justice Society of America, kind of show up to try and tell him, no, you can't go around and kill people. Because, <laughs> here's the thing, it's a very violent film. Oh, yeah, no, that's one thing. So, I didn't hate this movie. There are actually a few things I kind of thought were cool. One of it being that it's surprisingly really violent. Like, uh, like uh, right when he first shows up, like uh, uh, Black Adam literally grabs a guy by the arm, holds him up, and incinerates him. Yep. So you just see his bones. <laughs> he kills, in that first scene when you first see him, he probably kills like 12 people in that first little bit. Does he rip a person in half? I remember yes, hearing. There's a scene kinda. later in the movie where he rips somebody in half. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, um, it's really cool. It's not like bifurcated. With, that's like right down the middle, right? It's that, like. It's like from head to I've never heard this word before. Bifurcate? Wait, sorry. Which way? Is it this way or this way? It's like head to toe. <laughs> it's hot, hot dog, not hamburger? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's a grosser way to do it. Holy cow. It's the um, significantly more metal way to do it. And any time I've ever seen somebody get ripped in half that way in a movie, it's always so more, much more impactful. <laughs> Maybe um, go watch Bone Tomahawk. You'll know what I mean. No, it, um, uh, what is it? The other thing I'll give it is, uh, Pierce fucking Brosnan. Holy fucking shit. 
Dr. Fate is like, uh, well, him as Dr. Fate kicks so much ass. I was really hoping you I were going to fit another couple swears into the Piers <laughs> Granted, I mean, granted, um, he's nowhere, if we're going off of actual comic book logic, it's an only okay adaptation, but in regards to just the wave of movie visually and showcase him, he's pretty damn cool. And Brosnan seems surprisingly into it. Um, because in the comics, let's just say Doctor Doctor Fate would have no problem defeating Black Adam. Yeah, he like, uh, he kicks so much ass. <laughs> what did you say, John? Um, I I I just like I just have to take Liam's word on like adaptations of comic book characters when he tells me if it's accurate to the source material. I'm like, okay. Um, Same. I do have another question, which is how The Rock is Dwayne Johnson in this movie. Um, he's, his performance is, uh, it's not like what we've seen. It's more like the rock 10 years ago. Like yeah. when he first broke onto the scene as uh Hobbs in the fast and furious. Old school. He's somewhere between like Hobbs from, uh, Ast five and, uh, the Terminator. I would even say he's like run down with like Sean William Scott era rock a lot of the time. Like yeah, but he's not very comedic outside of his stoicness. That's what makes it funny. Because he's so Drax-like, you know, just taking everything way too seriously. I don't know if it's meant to be funny, um, but there's definitely some parts where it is very funny. Um, Yeah, I I enjoyed it probably the same way Liam did in that it's, I don't know, it's not very good, but it's just stupid fun. Like, when things are really moving and people are getting the ass handed to them, it's great. That's exactly what that movie needs to be. It didn't need to be anything else. I'll just watch it for the uh, uh was it for the Doctor Fate. I'll just watch the Doctor Fate scenes again. Yeah, that's really all you need. Um, yeah, no. Um, my big one of my biggest criticisms with it, as because I need to do this just as a fan of uh, as a comic book fan. Also, to preference, I'm not super familiar with Black Adam. I've read some comics, like, but mostly just when he pops up in uh, Justice League or. Uh, a few uh, Shazam comics I've now read. But, is that but, um, Liam, by the end? But... You know everything about comics. <laughs> <laughs> remember how unfamiliar I was with Invincible? Extremely. You uh, memorized every 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 page, every panel. <laughs> oh, I've never even read an Invincible comic. Yes, um, you have. You have, Liam. Is, yeah, no, so Black Adam as a character isn't a blind spot, but I know him more so from when he pops up in other things. Mm-hmm. Um. At the end of this movie, he's tr- he's too altruistic. Mm. Like, like Black Adam is first and foremost a supervillain. Like he literally rules over a nation with an iron fist, the nation of uh, Kondok off in uh, Egypt. Because essentially, mm. when he got his power, he essentially just conquered the uh, the, la- the land he lived in and took over it. And by the end of a movie, when he defeats the generic CGI big bad at the end. He sits down on the throne where, like, uh, a ruler used to sit, and he's like, no, this doesn't feel right, and destroys it. Yeah. I was like, no, have the balls to make the rock your, a villain. And, do, and well, pull it in what... the final act. Yeah, so, they like, there, there's quite a few... I don't know. Did you guys hear that? Nope. No. Cannot hear what I'm hearing right now. Nope. Cannot. That's great news. Um, Very loud to you. <laughs> Um, so, so there's been a slew of movies that are, um, like the protagonists are, are the villains. And I don't know how one can, can pull that off 
where it's like they have to be like a good person or at least a better person than some other person. Um, and is the goal not to put Black Adam and Shazam in a movie together in which Black Adam would still be the villain? I think the plan is more so to put Black Adam and Superman in a movie together. Um, Even though oh, Black yeah. Adam is a Shazam is Shazam's nemesis. Yeah, but the movie, <laughs> the movie really leans. So you know what? Spoiler alert for Black Adam. Sorry, boys. Uh, I love to hear it. the final. The <laughs> look. <laughs> That's not gonna work. <laughs> um, the post credit or the mid credit scene, Superman shows up, and they and they mm. set it up to be that. Yeah, yeah, Cavill shows up, and they set it up for the two of them are gonna go have a showdown at some point but okay what the what the fuck like <laughs> well, like i don't know again like i didn't hate it or anything but like i it, at this point it's kind of just gone in one ear and out the other there are a few moments i'll memorize like some cool action or whatnot or like and like uh pierce brosnan's dr fate mm-hmm. but it's just another long slew of like uh the rocks very brand heavy corporate mo- movies yeah, that's pretty pretty much. You know, he wanted. He you know he made a couple billion dollars off of it. DC made a couple billion, so I think good for them. <laughs> good, <laughs> good for them. Oh. You know? Um, is that everything, Lou? Uh, yeah, that's all I really have to say for Black Adam. I believe it's your turn now. It is, and it also happens to be one that Liam has seen as well, because I don't believe we did a show after I got back from europe correct i don't think we've done a show uh, yeah since no i don't believe so we were gonna do one but i uh had some to deal with some crap and had to back out yeah so we by we i mean i had the opportunity when i went to europe uh first thing i did I when i went the same time i saw this what he's about to talk about here with dan uh, about a few hours apart from each yeah, other. Yeah, a few hours apart, but because <laughs> of the way that the planet spins around its axis. Uh, um, I saw it in the morning, and then Liam and Dan saw it in the evening, but it was only four hours apart because that's how time works. Anyway, I uh, I saw Clerks 3. Uh, so I landed in, in London, and I was I got to my hostel, and then I was like, I'm going to see this fucking movie. And I was just, <laughs> jet lagged like hell the only reason why i did that was because i knew there wasn't going to be an opportunity when i got back um to see it and for anybody who's anybody knows me uh, i'm a huge kevin smith fan and i always have been uh and i don't know i really enjoy most of most of his work uh, when i first saw clerks 3 i remember <laughs> finishing the movie kind of standing up and being like i didn't like that <laughs> And it wasn't like uh, I didn't like it. Like I didn't like um, yoga hosers, where I like vehemently—that's I hope that I'm using that word right—despised it. I was vehemently. Like, I was like, "This is a fucking awful movie, Kev. How much weed were you smoking? Take it down a peg." When reboot came out, when Jane Saw Bob reboot came out, we Liam and I had the opportunity to see it with Kevin Smith. Like, not just us three. That would have been really cool. It was with an audience. <laughs> um, but we did see just it. Watching it the whole time, seeing how you react. <laughs> just sitting in the chair. <laughs> um, but and and I enjoyed reboot when I first saw it, and I think part of it was because I saw it with a big audience full of people. We're excited to see. Uh, we Kevin also Smith uh, had some nice uh, herbal refreshments while we were enjoying it. Yeah, there was that as well. Um, you know, there some was a nice n- tea. <laughs> there was a number of things <laughs> that played into it. 
in retrospect, watching reboot, I was like, ah, I don't really like that. And I think after seeing what I saw with Clerks 3, I didn't like it at first. I was like, just something didn't feel right with it. Something felt like, um, I don't know. It didn't quite feel like a Clerks movie, which is funny because the second one is so drastically different than the first one, but still maintains a lot of the same momentum and like the same sort of like feeling and energy and whatnot. Um, slacker comedy, whatever. And the third one is a lot more, you know, the stakes are much higher because Randall main character of basically the second or the, the one of the main characters of this whole franchise has a heart attack and just like Kevin Smith had a heart attack. And so it's very personal. It's a very personal film. Um, it's a basically about making clerks like, cause Randall decides to make a movie and he makes a movie that's literally clerks. Uh, <laughs> he does what every uh, every first time filmmaker seems to do these days: make a movie about me. Yes, <laughs> and so anyway, uh, that's the b- basic premise of it. But yeah, just God bless them for trying. Like the people in the movie, like Brian O'Halloran, uh, Jeff Anderson, they're really trying. They're trying really hard, and you can tell that they are trying to pull on your heartstrings. But I think that's where the movie kind of flops: is that Kevin Smith made a movie to make you cry. He didn't try to make a movie that actually was saying something. Like, it, ultimately, it does end up say, talking well, it, about friendship. It's pretty much and, just saying the same thing that uh, the other Clerks movies have kind of said. Yeah, but the with problem, more higher stakes, you know. I think the problem here, I'm just going to say straight up, I have a very interesting relationship with this movie. Or, like, uh, when I... There are some moments where I don't know if I... There are some days I don't like it. There are some days I like. I really like it. Yeah. But I think the thing, the problem is that uh, it kind of just is a summary of uh, everything Kevin Smith it was and is for better or for worse. Like, and when I say is right now, it means just very indulgent of himself. Like, constantly just kind of like relishing and like, but not really growing up and just kind of staying where you are. Um, and just like, uh, again, just like really just these days, Kevin Smith has just kind of become way too into himself a little and bit. way too indulgent of, uh, of his career and his successes, not in like an obnoxious, like, look at what I did this, but in a, uh, but more so in a like, wow, I can't believe this actually happened to me. Look at all these friends I made along the way, but it's kind of wearing thin at this point. A little bit. Yeah, and so I've seen it three times now. So I watched it once in that movie theater. I watched it once at home by myself. And then I watched it once with Liam over Discord. And I think the first time I was like, okay, great. My eyes have been opened. I'm aware of this film. I can say that I've seen it. And then the second time I was like, holy shit, this is not funny. I don't like it. I was kind of (laughs) mad because I was like, why am I not laughing? And then when Liam and I got the opportunity to watch it, because Liam and I kind of share that bond over Kevin Smith, that I think it was we should have watched it together in the fucking first place, and then maybe you I would we would have liked it. Europe. Yeah, I had I had to go on vacation. What an asshole! <laughs> uh, I mean, geez, what an asshole, Christian. Uh, we got to go see this movie together, and then you just run away to good old jolly England. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hated England, by the way. I don't know if I said that. <laughs> One thing I'm gonna Some, note like, is that uh, weird, weird, weird. Uh, when did you get back from England? I can't like, remember. End of September. So it's weird how the, weird how the Queen died 
pretty close after you got back. So here's the thing. She no, 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 no. She <laughs> no, died, no. She, she died. Her funeral was the day before I got there. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got my timeline I, mixed up. I feel like they did no. that for me. Mm. They they they, yeah. they booked it around <laughs> my vacation. She heard you were coming, and <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say with uh, one thing to know with Clerks Three is that everybody is clearly into it and really trying. Yeah. Uh, the problem is that Ryan O'Halloran is not a good actor. Not even a little, and especially so now. Not uh, Ryan O'Halloran is Dante. Okay. Yeah, Jeff like, Anderson is Randall. Point, yeah, Jeff Anderson kind of just owns Vaddy's that character, mm-hmm. even though or Vaddy knows how to do it, even if like he's not really like that in real life. No. Yeah. Um, this movie also has the problem that uh, Jane Silent Bob reboot had, which is the fucking gaunt lighting and digital cinematography. It makes them all look so old. <laughs> like, you could see, like, at times, makeup peeling on them, and uh, oh, no. Evan, Evan Smith looks kind of orange at some points, because I guess he's gotten really tanned from running up Mulholland Drive every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and uh, Jason Mewes' massive veneers, like... It just uh, look. It's uncanny. Like it's it's almost like people are playing Jason Mewes and Kevin Smith. Not that it's Kevin Smith <laughs> and Jason Mewes. It's very strange. Um, but I mean, overall, I want to say I liked it. I did not love it. I thought I was going to love it. Uh, my hopes were set way too high. And I think going into Kevin Smith movies from here on out, as a fan, I have to tell myself. Just, just know what you're seeing. <laughs> like, I've been saying be aware. for a little bit now, but I think Kevin Smith, like, given he's just become like a media personality now, like podcaster, was a writer and all that. I think he should just stick to that. As Kevin Smith has never been the best behind the camera as a director, partially because he never really got the chance to learn how to like really push himself and become like a really hone his craft in. Yeah. I think Kevin Smith is all long story short, he's always been a better writer than he's been a director. Always. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh that's Clerks Three. Uh John, go ahead. Um last night, very late, we saw Bones and All. So please don't spoil anything. I am very excited to see this film. I saw that you rated it. You did. Um when you say don't spoil anything. I was kind of feeling, I was thinking of talking about the movie. I know um, it's about cannibals. About... Okay, so I did not know that it was oh, about. Oh, shit. <laughs> John thought it was going to be one of his John thought it was going to be one of his coming of age movies. <laughs> Is that so much to ask from my boy Timothy Chalamet, my cute little man? Um, <laughs> I went to the theater very late, Eau Claire Cinema, a 10 p.m. showing with Malik, who uh, has been on this show, I believe. Uh, and, ne- uh, never with all three of us. He was on my birthday special episode, episode 27 birthday. of the Thundercast. Anyway, At least good, 27. Good oh, no, no, no. Of, he was. Uh, no, sorry. He was on the comedy episode. I totally fucking phased that out. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. I won't tell him. I'll tell him not to listen to this episode. Um, but. I went with him to a very late showing for the first time truly ever in my life. There was nobody in the theater. I've been in a theater where there've been like two or three other people and you're still like being respectful and whatnot, but we had the whole thing to ourselves. And so like you made out the whole time. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah. Just so I don't even remember the movie. Um, (laughs) 
to be able to talk the whole time. Um, I obviously like to like to be on IMDb during movies because I'm a curious guy. And to be able to do that in a movie theater, insane. I felt like I was breaking the rules. He was literally vaping in the theater and I was on my phone. And I was like, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so didn't know what it was about. Neither of us did. And then like, yeah, five minutes into a movie, she's like, she's snuggled up next to this next to this girl. And then I was like, okay, oh, so it's going to be a little gay because the guy did call me by your name. So it's like, that's that's no worries. Um, she just fucking bites her finger off. And we lost it. And we're able to actually scream, like, react. Because I couldn't imagine seeing this movie in public with other people. Um, I will try not to, like, I'm not going to spoil it or anything. Um, we'll say it's proper grotesque. Like, Oh, great. Uh, in... Well, I mean, take out, what you, take out what you will, Christian. John doesn't have a very high tolerance for gore or gross things. Okay, fair enough. Uh, the best I can do is Tarantino because it's so stylized that I'm like, oh, this is not this is not real. But no, they they went pretty fucking ham with this movie. Um, but like I said, it's like, oh, it's what a beautiful story about these people who eat people. I couldn't <laughs> watch them. I it it's it's like so uh, like I, I described it as art like art house cannibalism. I That's, didn't know that yeah. that could exist. Um, Mark Rylance, what a treat! What a treat he is in this movie. Literally, um, shall we? Have, <laughs> um, oh, I didn't even know. Um, Chalamet, who like you know you can th- think of Chalamet what you will. I go I I oscillate between loving and absolutely hating him i do believe that 100 percent of my hatred comes from uh envy of, mm. of him and um pretty little face um but he's he's great in this movie he's he's honestly like quite uh understated um i really wish that i'd done a little bit more homework and i remembered the actor who played um aaron is the name of her character um, but they work off of each other very well. And she's not done a whole lot. She was in um, Westworld, Waves, I, think. I think. She in Westworld? Uh, not seen Westworld. I hear it's bad. I have no idea. Taylor Very Russell is her name. Taylor Russell. Taylor Russell, yeah. She was great. Um, and uh, yeah, you could like to see elements of Call Me By Your Name, a movie that I did really enjoy. Um, in this film that is like definitely a lot more pessimistic although it's been years since i've seen call you by your name um yeah uh made me made me tear up at a couple points for being it's a definitely yes um couldn't believe it top five theater going experiences for me all in all um <laughs> Even though it's not like the best movie I've ever seen, really enjoyed it. No, you, you were you were probably drinking nice. a beer, vaping, what, uh, talking, watching. Um, yeah, just yeah, no. Um, how how it. sure were you that there was no one else in the theater? <laughs> <laughs> I kept looking around. Okay. Every now and then I'd be like, am I sure that there are no stragglers or anything? <laughs> um, just one guy over in the corner is like, shut up! <laughs> <All right. laughs> I, I agree with you guys.
Yeah. <laughs> I'm a part of this conversation. Sounds like you're having a good time over there. Yeah. <laughs> I too like cannibal oh. movies. <laughs> he pulls up like a big turkey. You think it's a big turkey like he's eating like yeah. a fucking foot. <laughs> Oh my god a little visual anyway i i was john i was totally when you were talking about the different actors after you said mark rylance was a treat i was 100 percent ready for you to call timothy chalamet a snack i was ready for it but it didn't happen i'm so sorry to disappoint you lucas um yeah. the is truly a truly a snack yeah there you go just like him, him covered in blood on his face after eating a person i'm like Oh, like you know, I don't, I really don't. When he meets me, he's going to be covered, his face is going to be covered in blood too because I'm going to punch him in the mouth. <laughs> better believe it. Punch him in the mouth. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm coming around on the Chalamet. I'm not going to lie. I don't want to, I don't want to punch him in the mouth so hard anymore. Which is funny because I actually was just listening to our episode where we talked about how I, much I wanted to punch Chalamet in the face. <laughs> and I don't want to hit him like anymore. Yeah. <laughs> glad we, character development. Glad we finally got to this point. Um, maybe I should stop threatening physical violence against people I don't know to begin with. You know, people who actually <laughs> people who actually do shitty things and deserve it. Maybe just start by going with that instead of I don't like the way this guy looks. <laughs> I want to punch the Pope. <laughs> Is that technically treason? Did I just not treason? Did I just commit like? Uh, get in, I don't know. You don't. You don't live in the Vatican. That's true. I'm gonna punch and the also, fucking Pope. And also. And also, it's really rude to tell Liam you want to punch him in the face right in front of him. I want to, I want to punch the genuine anti-pope, the one that's currently mm. in in charge. Francis. Yes. Frank. Oh no, P- Pope Skeet. Pope Skeet. Praise yeah. be Pope Skeet. Yeah, praise be Pope Skeet. <laughs> John, like what? <laughs> uh, I'm familiar with Pope Skeet. Yeah. Uh, John, oh, was that oh. bones and all? That was that was bones and all. They also name dropped the title in a perfect, in a very great way. Not obnoxious at all. Love to hear it. Great, nice, uh, Lucas. All right. Before I launch into, I've, I have a question. Have I talked about RRR on the show? No, no, no. I, I have not. To watch that movie. Okay, so I'm then I'm going to disregard that book. I'm going to talk about RRR. Uh, for those who don't know, RRR is a movie. Uh, it's a it's an Indian blockbuster. Uh, specifically out of Tollywood, uh, which which is like uh, the Telugu, Te- Telugu, I think is how you pronounce that language. Basically, uh, one of the biggest film industries in India. And it's, it's not Bollywood; it's Tollywood. They have a lot of Hollywoods over in India. Yeah, there's like there's like twelve or something. You, like that. Is this like Tagalog? Is that? How you... uh, yeah, something yeah. like that. I can't. Uh, no, it's, I think Tagalog is a Filipino Filipino language. Yes. Sorry. Uh, te- 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 Tagalog or Telugu, something like that. Uh, but they also film it in multiple different languages simultaneously. Uh, but anyway, RRR is India's biggest blockbuster to date, uh, as far as I'm aware. Uh, it stars two of India, India's like biggest stars, as well as uh, their like most famous director directed the movie. And this movie yeah. is fucking insane. <laughs> I've heard. So one it's of my amazing. Co-workers... One of my coworkers described it to me as like, imagine if you took a John Woo movie with like all of those actions, like guns and whatnot, and then you took Zack Snyder visual flair without the self seriousness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you made it a musical. Yeah. Holy shit! I didn't. I didn't know it was a musical until recently. Yeah. Most most Hollywood movies are musicals, I believe. But um, so I don't know how how to describe this movie, but 
it's absolutely bonkers. Like the action action scenes are insane, and it's like super super cheesy, but in a really endearing way. Where like these these two guys, the two main characters, one of them is like, uh, they're both based very very loosely based on actual uh freedom fighters during the Indian Revolution, uh, or resistance I guess against the English Empire. Uh, one of them is like working for the English as like a police officer, and one of them is like uh someone who lives in like a remote village, uh, and is coming to the city to try to find uh a, a young girl who was kidnapped, and uh the the cop character is like pursuing uh the other character, but then they meet, and in the in this absolutely insane scene, uh they become friends without knowing who each other are. Uh, because there's like an accident and, a, and like a train falls into a river where there's a little boy fishing in the river and then everything's on fire and he's in and he's in danger and they do this thing where they like take ro- rope and then like jump over the bridge and then like swing by each other to grab the boy and they pass him off as they swing back again they come back and they grab each other's arms to save each other and it's it's that, that that's just a very small portion of the insanity of this movie and for a part of the movie, it becomes kind of a romantic comedy between one of the characters and this uh, woman I've who heard lives it's in quite long. It's like it's like three three and a half hours. Something what like I that. understand, yeah, most Hollywood movies usually come in at about the uh, three hour mark. Yeah, and <laughs> it's the absolute in, in most insane conclusion to a like a, a rom com sort of rom com inside an action movie because uh, <laughs> at some point the guy who's like pursuing the girl. Uh, crashes a party at her house with a bunch of jungle animals. <laughs> <laughs> I've been told that there's a point where a leopard does, or I think it's a leopard that does like a, uh, that does a suplex on a guy. Yes. The leopard does the suplex? Sort sort like it, like it, it's still behaving like an animal, but like it, right. it, it, it sort of like jumps over a guy and like grabs him and it's, it's, it's wild. Fucking <laughs> and there's another scene. And the, all these these people are like superhuman for no reason whatsoever, except for, for the, the main, they're the main characters. Yeah, naturally. Like the 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 main one of the the cop character is introduced in a scene where he fights off like five hundred people to get one dude, and the other one uh, is introduced in a scene where he's fighting a wolf and a tiger at the same time. <laughs> you know, I've been putting it off. I think I need to watch it now. It's so fucking. It's it's so much fun. And then also, like, every, almost every white person in this movie is just, like, comically evil. There's, like, like one, know, uh, one nice white person. <laughs> I know Ray Stevenson plays one of them, and uh, mm-hmm. one of our friends at work was like, like, no, he, this guy is just fucking evil. Like, the most cartoonishly <laughs> over-the-top wave, this guy is fucking evil. It's so good. And then uh, his wife is played by um, uh, the woman who played Elsa in, um, in Indiana Jones' uh, Last Crusade, the the Nazi woman. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. She, she's not a Nazi. She's just in this movie. She's just a completely other, different form of evil. When they're they're, they're torturing uh, a character in one scene, and she's like, "No, this isn't good enough." And she pulls out a whip with like a bunch of spikes on it, just from like between her legs. She's like, "Use this instead." <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and so, and then and then there's a scene where. I don't want to spoil too much. I've already spoiled a bit, I feel like, but um, there's a scene where one character has to break another character out of prison, and how they do it is one character just goes up to the door and rips it off its hinges, 
And then the other guy, his, he's been in prison for a while, so I guess his legs aren't working very well or something. So he jumps up on the other guy's shoulders, and the other guy runs around while the guy on top has these two, like, full-length rifles, and he's shooting guards. And then they're, like, jumping around doing acrobatics. It's fucking crazy, and I love it. <laughs> I'm excited by how excited you are. So I feel it's like so that, good. And also good the music review. and the dance numbers are actually legitimately really good. Well, I mean, that's a given considering mm-hmm. most of their movies have massive, massive dance numbers. Every yeah. Single, like, yeah. No, I actually uh, don't have a, like, I've, I don't think I've ever seen like a full, like, uh, I was at Tollywood or um, actually any movie. I don't think I've ever seen like an Indian film in general outside of like documentaries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think there was the honest trailer that was like, you've seen Slumdog Millionaire and you've seen maybe a clip or two and like <laughs> introducing the, the concept of Indian cinema. <laughs> yeah. Well, Slumdog Millionaire is a movie I hate. Not just it's not even, it's not even Indian movie. It's not. Yeah, no, it's, like I, and English. I, to be honest, I think I find it really patronizing towards, um, at least the knowledge I have of Bollywood cinema. I'm pretty sure they do yeah. too. And that's why they're like, you know what? Fuck Danny Boyle. <laughs> We're going we're gonna to step up the shit. <laughs> but yeah, I highly recommend it. It is a very long watch, uh, but it is on Netflix. Yeah. And uh, I, d- I don't believe there's an English translation, so you'd have to watch it with subtitles. Uh, but there there is a lot of English spoken in it because there are Brit- uh, a lot of British people in the movie because, you know, colonialism. Yeah. But... <laughs> John's like, yeah, colonialism. <laughs> I celebrate both American and Canadian Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got two turkeys that way. <laughs> uh, but highly recommend RRR. It's it's a ton of fun. Don't take it seriously, obviously. I've been, uh, I've been meaning to watch it for a while. Yeah, and it's definitely some for, form of propaganda. I don't know what it's propagandizing, <laughs> but it feels like propaganda to me. I want to say Blue oh, Lives no. Matter. <laughs> oh, you fucking idiot. <laughs> but it's, it's definitely like a celebration of like uh, uh, the Indian freedom fighters during the, during, uh, the British uh, rule of India. Yeah. And uh, it's, 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 absolutely not historic historically accurate in any way from what i understand uh but it's it's a ton of fun is it it's not in modern day no it takes place in 30s or 40s i think maybe no maybe earlier i can't remember oh for first half of the 20th century for sure okay that spices it up even more for me <laughs> but yeah i highly re- recommend it but uh that's my spiel awesome liam all right, I'll talk uh, just because I have a feeling uh, the other movie I saw in here, Christian will talk about. And uh, part of it is that I don't really have a lot to say about that one, or don't really want to talk too much about it. Is um, I've been wa- I haven't finished it yet, but I've been watching uh, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities, mm. which is a um, an original show made by uh, uh, Guillermo del Toro for Netflix, where essentially. Um, it's in the same vein as uh, something like Tales of a Crypt or uh, Alfred Hitchcock Presents, where uh, Guillermo del Toro, essentially, he contracted a bunch of his friends or filmmakers he admires just come and make, like, a bunch of 30-minute uh, to, to an hour-long uh, short films just built around, like, different or shared sensibilities. Um, So, like, you got directors on, like, um, uh, what is it? Well, one of them is done by the cinematographer for uh, Pan's Labyrinth. One is done by the lady who did the Babadook. Uh, the guy who did the Empty Man did one. Um, 
and I haven't seen this one yet, but there's an episode I know that's done by the same guy who did uh, Mandy. Mm -hmm. um, mm. Essentially, the way it works is um, Del Toro comes out, he introduces the episode and theme next to a huge cabinet, opens a drawer, pulls out a pe an item that is kind of related to the theme going on, kind of gives you the spiel, and then the episode talk uh, starts. I love that. I love, um, I love the idea of someone hosting the show. You know, like, because you had the Twilight Zone, you got Alfred Hitchcock Presents, you know. Um, what was that? The Outer Limits? Is that the other one with uh, Rod Serling? Sorry, my dog uh, My dog so. is, I don't know if you can hear him in the background. He's yelping. Always when I start to talk. Hey, sorry, my dog. <laughs> I can hear him. Um, He's being annoyed. Um, uh, but what I was, but like, uh, the episodes I've seen, I haven't disliked any of them there's definitely some i've liked more than others but there haven't been any i've actively disliked uh my favorite so far is partially because of how well directed it is but it's also written by an idiot it's an episode <laughs> called the autopsy uh where uh it's directed by the guy who did the empty man but it's written by david s goyer oh but of course and our, our audiences know how much liam loves david s goyer roll the clip Sorry, we don't yeah. we don't we don't have that ability. <laughs> I guess it we do essentially have the follows um F. Murray Abraham plays a uh dying uh like a really sickly old like uh guy who does autopsies, I forget the name, like a doctor or a surgeon. And he's starting and it essentially uh follows him uh trying to do an autopsy on a guy where they don't know how he died. He just died in a mine or he under some weird circumstances. And it has some of the coolest, freakiest body horror shit I've ever seen. Like, there's a point where a guy, without spoiling too much, does an autopsy on himself. Uh, uh. Like, laying down and starting to uh, cut open and, like, do areas yep. removing, like, tissue and organs. And... That was wild. Jesus. Um, Pretty gross. The only, the only one uh, that I haven't, that I didn't care for a whole lot is... Uh, was it is an episode called The Outside, starring uh, Kate uh, Kate Micucci. Mm -hmm. It's essentially a um. A... My issue with it is that it's commentary driving the story instead of story na commentary naturally weaved into the story. It's essentially mm -hmm. just all about like um, cosmetics and um, TV ads and like the culture kind of surrounding that and how they kind of prey on insecure people. And like force you to kind of give up any form of personal personal identity or individuality. Right. Um, but no, uh, not all of them have been great, but I've just genuinely enjoyed for at least something about each one I've watched. There's a cool. There's actually uh one episode with uh I was telling John a little bit about it. It's directed by a lady who did the first Twilight, and it's based off a Lovecraft story, and it has. Uh, Ron Weasley chasing after a rat again. <laughs> awesome. Didn't tell me about this. Yeah, there's an episode with uh, Rupert Grint and there's a rat. And let's just say, like, a little <laughs> talking rat. And the whole time I was like, well, I get to see Ro uh, Ron Weasley chase uh, after Scabbers again. Finally. <laughs> this is what we truly been waiting for. Um, no, honestly, I'm just, like, because I had COVID earlier this month. So I wasn't able to do anything. I just needed something to watch. And I was like, oh shit, this came out. So I started hopping on. And I'm just happy that a show like this exists. Like, because there's a huge void in, in, like, just more independent filmmakers actually being able to, like, have a voice. 
or like uh, just really kind of make for own shit. And I'm just happy that somebody like Guillermo del Toro has now has a platform to be able to spotlight that. Mm-hmm. Um, like if we're not going to get like really interesting film, uh, was it like full length films brought to theaters? At least I could hop on Netflix and watch something like this. Yeah, that's true. Fair enough. Cool. Uh, thanks, Liam. Um, I'm going to talk about one that Liam and I also saw uh, together. Again, he probably won't have a lot to say about it, but I will. Um, we saw Halloween Ends uh, together, and the, which is the final installment in the David Gordon Green trilogy of Halloween films, starting with 2018's Halloween, then we had uh, Halloween Kills, and now we get Halloween Ends. And you know what? I've come around on it. When we first saw it, I was like, that's fucking bad. <laughs> like, it was really bad. It's awful. But I came around on it because if it, it I in my head I removed Michael as they did from the movie as well, but I removed it from from being a uh, Halloween movie and framed it more as what I thought they were trying to frame it as in my head. And that is a you know, a in like a deeper look at the transference of evil and like how you like corruption and and things like that how cuz basically the film stars this young man whose uh name is Corey throughout the film uh who's a character who probably should have been established in either the first Halloween or the second one and is not <laughs> Just fucking shows up in this third movie. Has a really great sort of um, mom- uh, kill in the first like five minutes of the movie, which is unbelievable that they got away with it because I'm going to spoil something here. They kill an eight-year-old boy in like the first five minutes of that movie, and it's not even Michael that does it. This <laughs> this kid, <laughs> John, colonialism. Let's go. <laughs> Colonialism, child murder, my two favorite things. <laughs> Talking in movies? Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so it, it, the movie ends up being about Corey mostly. And Michael's in the movie for the grand total of like 10 minutes. And this movie's like two hours and what, two and 15, Liam? Two hours, 15 uh, minutes? Yeah, it's too long and. It's too long. It's also one of the most meanderingly slow movies I've seen that's supposed to be a Halloween film. Halloween Kills? I'll tell you this. Halloween Kills. Because there's like 90 people that die in that movie. Probably, give that or take. that movie was stupid. But uh, Halloween Kills, what? there are eight people that die, and three people are killed by Michael. That's it. <laughs> It's 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 bonkers. Like you're gonna throw Halloween and make him a part of the poster, all the material, all all the promotional stuff, all the marketing. You're gonna put Michael and Laurie on the on the poster, and they're barely in the fucking movie, except for like the last five minutes where they, holy shit, they fuck Michael up. <laughs> like That's they the really want you to remo- to know. I was having fun. They really want you to know that it's over. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is at the end of it and they just don't stop until it ends <laughs> it, it, just, it just yeah i don't know how to explain it without really spoiling the finale but anyway you know what i didn't fucking hate it <laughs> it's not good but i i didn't like it but it didn't also- hate it it's one of those movies that so desperately wants to be about something and it but tries. it's also not only not only is its commentary fucking obvious, 
but it's also just so mean it's also just so meandering there's a lot in there that i thought could have been really interesting and have a lot of potential but it's it plays more like a bad rom-com about two outcasts than it does the actual interesting movie to watch it is a romance film for about 40 minutes 40 or 50 minutes and the movie's like two and a half hours long and it yeah most of it's a romance film and it's like fucking stab somebody <laughs> like, and a not very good one i'm talking like john green's leftovers yeah it's it's pretty it's scraping not even the his leftovers the kind of the food he that falls off his plate onto the ground and he leaves for the dog to pick up yeah <laughs> also i i just wanted to say i have never seen a halloween movie and one and a reason one of the reasons is because the the villain obviously iconic villain named michael myers i just see mike myers when i when i imagine halloween i just see i just i it does i just see austin powers just like murdering people with a knife <laughs> happy halloween baby Bye, driver baby. made bad joke yeah i know but i that, that's what i see I, I hear michael myers and i see austin powers like well as much like all of these movies kind of just continue to prove to me but pro there's a reason halloween was should never have been a franchise should have just left it at number one never done anything else Michael, uh, sorry, Halloween does not translate to a franchise. No, he's a one-trick pony. He yell a bunch of babysitters. Okay, you can go home now. That's the Honestly, point, Mike. Okay. Also, in the Halloween movie, as soon as I found out that this movie was called Halloween Ends, I was like, "Yeah, fucking right." Like, there's no <laughs> way. On it's not. It's not going to be over. It's this is it for what they established at least for because technically speaking, this trilogy is a sequel to the original movie um from 78 or 78 yeah 78 and so you know there's four halloween movies that you can look at as like this these ones are canon great and this friend this part is de is done but even like blumhouse and david gordon green were like no they're gonna keep doing it <laughs> like we know but i finished what i wanted to finish they're gonna keep they're gonna bring michael back they're fucking always gonna find a way to bring michael back always you know because people go see those movies i'm one of those suckers <laughs> I stood by but after I enjoyed the first one well the first Gordon Green film well enough and even then I was like leave it here guys no more Halloween movies you're just gonna fuck it up again but then Liam and I saw the second one and it was awesome <laughs> I mean it was fucking stupid but I enjoyed myself while I was watching it I had so much fun you watched it you showed me the clip of like in the car door putting it into the fucking <laughs> that's stupid that's a good uh, but yeah, that's Halloween ends. I don't really have much to say about it. It's not good. I didn't hate it. John, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um. How 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 many how many rounds of these are we doing? We're we doing. I think we can do. Last? We can probably do one last rounds. Uh, because we're at an hour right now. So well, I'm pretty much I'm pretty much out now at this point. Yeah. So last round. Okay. I will um I will end this round with a recommendation um because I want to talk about the fact that I um rewatched Knives Out um just yesterday morning. Why would you do such a thing? For no reason at all. Um and uh well I mean like it is it is in my top 10 films. It has been since I watched it back in 2019. Probably the fifth time I've seen it, fourth or fifth. And it is a spectacular movie. 
just want to I just want to reiterate that like it's as many people have called it a modern classic it is a perfect movie there's every time i watch it there's something new that just kind of pops up i'm like yay oh i really like i really like that detail and um it's become a bit of a comfort movie for me um i won't uh i won't uh i won't go too far into it i don't know i don't know how much for <laughs> respectively talk about it but i um yeah um just what an amazing movie with an amazing cast um an amazing setting yeah really like it the other thing that i want to talk about so i'll do a little half and half is a show called uh search party oh i've um, heard of that i had also just heard of it um and uh didn't really think anything of it. The main actor is um, maybe Yunke from Arrested Development. Uh, Ali Saka, is that her name? Um, did you say Alicia Saka? Uh, Ali Sawcat? Yes, something yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so it follows these four people who are awful people. Um, they find out that like a mutual friend of theirs from college has gone missing. Um, and Ali Sockhead, um, develops a bit of an obsession with it. Um, so it's her, she's got a boyfriend and then these two other friends and like aware that we are currently plagued in pop culture and Liam can attest to this more than anyone, um, protagonists that are scum of the earth and this show does that in a way that's like so very refreshing i mean like it's oh, okay it's very honestly very common for protagonists these days to be bad people and for them the piece of media to be very tongue-in-cheek about it um where it's like oh yeah we know but it's just like oh it's look it's at crap. how cool they are yeah um but this show Truly, like, the most dark comedy I've ever watched in my life. Like, the, the way that I laugh at this show and the jokes that they make are insane. Like, truly awful, awful humor. The people suck beyond belief. And it does, I, I think it does, like, it's unfortunate that there's a lot of media these days that has, like lot of pieces of shit in it but it does really reflect our current landscape right now where they take they take this missing person this very real thing and like make it about them right um and it's it's very aware of who these people are and what what it's saying and i've also never seen a show land its tone so very well it it does a great balance of like genuinely like creating this this compelling mystery as well as um never taking itself seriously at least too seriously and it's like a um, half hour comedy right it is 20 20 minute episodes 10 episodes per season so i watch it with my girlfriend and we, we like burned through the whole first season and i think just one night um and we're currently almost done season two, so I've not watched the whole thing. But from what I've heard from someone else who has seen it is that the show just gets crazier and crazier each season. 
Um, so if you want a quick watch, highly recommend that one. What um, streaming service would we find that on? Crave, great question. It's on Crave. Okay. Um, so funny. Anyway, um, those are my last two things conjoined together. Thanks, John. Lucas, go ahead. All right. So speaking of uh, Scum of the Earth protagonists, I read a book. I was waiting um, for it. I and... was like, Lucas is talking about too many movies. <laughs> too many movies. <laughs> so I read this book. Uh, it's called The Poppy War. And yes, Liam, it is heavily inspired by the Opium Wars. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's not where my head was going to go, but... <laughs> uh, but it is, it, it's, a, it's a fantasy novel, uh, sort of a coming-of-age fantasy novel um, that takes place in sort of a fantasy world that's very, very similar to like ancient China. Uh, and or at least heavily inspired by ancient China and a lot of its traditions and uh, folklore and stuff like that. And it starts off like a lot of young adult fantasy novels, where it's like, oh, there's there's this orphan and she's like she's like really really smart despite despite being an orphan and she wants to get into the best military academy and she like pushes herself and works really really hard to get into the academy. And once she's there, she like uh, gets sort of uh, uh, a wacky teacher takes her under her under his wing and like teaches her magic and stuff like that and so the first half of the book i'm like yeah i've read this book a thousand times this isn't anything anything interesting or special and then in the second half of the book things start like th there are a couple of hints in the first half where it's like oh maybe this girl is like maybe she's a little bit crazy like <laughs> and uh as it progresses and progresses she starts to like she doesn't really do anything horrible uh, for most of the book. She mostly, like, just entertains, like, horrific thoughts every once in a while. Or, like, you know, we could solve this problem really easily if we sacrifice a bunch of civilians. And everyone's like, no, we can't do that. Uh, until she keeps losing people and losing things and losing her homes. And uh, eventually, come the end of the story, you're like, oh, you're a war criminal, criminal now. Great. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Where she commits like one of the most horrific atrocities uh, in like in a lot of different a lot of stories that I've read. <laughs> it's it kind of sounds like at the end there should be like a Smokey the Bear advertisement. You know, it's like only you can prevent war stars. It's like <laughs> only, only you can you prevent can, war criminals. <laughs> only you can stop being stop yourself from becoming a war criminal. And the the last sort of uh, section of the book kind of made it uh, worth it, the because because it kind of it's one of those things where like you get to the book and suddenly a lot of things throughout the back half of the book like start to make sense, like things start to connect and everything sort of comes together, and it's just like she was the villain the whole time. Great, <laughs> yeah, that was kind of neat, but uh, it's, it was pretty. It's a pretty uh, uh, decent read. Uh, I've I've never really read uh, a, a like a young adult book that sort of went that direction. Although by the by the end of the book, it's not a young adult book. It's still sort of a coming of age story, but but definitely not a young adult book. Yeah, some of the descriptions are fucking horrific. <laughs> how long is it? Question or a couple questions? Mm -hmm. How how long does it take you to read a book usually? I mean, Christian said, "How long is the book?" Uh, I, I can't remember. I, I mean, I, I technically, uh, I listened to this one. I didn't technically read it, but, uh, usually it takes me about two weeks to listen to a book. Cause that's how long the library gives me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, were you like, just out of curiosity, were you not feeling it the whole time? Like, when do you decide to stop engaging in a book? They just seem so long that it's like, 
don't know. <laughs> if you feel the need to finish uh, it, you're like, I'm not liking it. And then you ended up it wasn't, it. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like I was disliking it. And like, it's it's like audiobooks are fairly like, in my opinion, a fairly like uh, low commitment level, despite how long they are. Because like, you don't actually have to sit down and read the book and do nothing else. You can listen to it while you're like doing the dishes or doing the laundry or walking to work and all sorts of stuff like that. So like I, I just like gradually listen to it while doing other things is kind of how I consume a lot of books. Not all books, but but a lot of them. Uh, especially since I get audiobooks free with the my with my library card. Thanks, Libby. <laughs> Libby's great. Plug in the uh, library. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, how long is the book? Let me check. Uh, also, the author. Um, it's written by R. F. Kuang. Uh, and audiobook length. Let me Google that. <laughs> uh, about 19 and a half hours. Okay, okay. So it's a mid-length novel, at least for the stuff that I read. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a pretty good read. I think uh, a lot of you, a lot of you will get a kick out of it. If you're squeamish, don't read it because there's some really, really disgusting descriptions of gore and things that soldiers do to people in, uh, in sacked cities. Um, but yeah, uh, other than that, it's pretty good. <laughs> nice. All right, Liam, go ahead. All right. Uh, I guess, uh, one thing I've kind of talked about it in passing before, but like, uh, I've been doing my rewatch of, uh, every, every few years, like every three or four, four years or so, I decide to rewatch, um, a bunch of DCAU shows like, uh, starting with Batman, the animated series and ending with, uh, justice league unlimited. Artivis uh, was brought on. Like I was kind of in a mood to watch some actual like good comic book shit after uh, Black Adam, but it really got spearheaded by um, uh, the passing of uh, Kevin Conroy, who like mm -hmm. has always been my Batman. Like, and I would argue the best Batman that ever ever was. So I kind of decided to go back and watch uh, DCAU, and. Yeah, all these shows still fucking rule. <laughs> Even to this day. Um Yeah, like um I was tell I sent Lucas a clip from one episode and he was like, Fuck, that's actually really heavy for a kid show. <laughs> it was. <laughs> was it Batman with the girl in the swing? No. No, no, no. No, it's uh essentially the Amazo Android is returning to Earth and uh they have to protect uh, Lex Luthor because they think it wants to kill him. Also, this it was it was very heavy for a kids show, but also fucking wild without context. <laughs> I yeah. can imagine, yeah. No, like um, uh, what do you call it? um? But essentially, um, it's been joked for years about how uh the kid the versions of the DC universe made for kids is more adult than the versions we've gotten made for adults. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that continues to hold true. Um. The animation's all still great, though. By the time we get to Justice League Unlimited, where you use a little bit more CGI, partially because there's so many characters and like they have a bunch of like uh, uh ships and whatnot to transport to Earth. Yeah, how could you how could you not like supplement some of the work, right? Um, um there's also a lot more celebrity voices that that I remembered being on there, like uh, John C. McKinley voices the Adam in a few episodes. Um. There's like uh, you've got uh, a bunch of Whedon actors on it. No, oh, really. Oh. Um, like uh, Am Amy Acker. Um, uh, what's her name? Uh, the woman who plays Anara uh, on uh, Firefly. Uh, I don't know. She's also in Deadpool. 
Uh, Marina Bakran is that her name? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yep her. Um, Adam Adam Baldwin's in a few episodes, though he was also in a lot of kid shows of that time. Like he was on fucking Jackie Chan Adventures in as as a main role. <laughs> was he Jackie Chan? No. Oh. <laughs> this is the third time. Uh, do I need to go for three and say you idiot? What was the first one? Uh. <laughs> That's full. I'm sure. I'm, I'm. I'm sure it happened. I don't remember. <laughs> um. But no. Um. It's also still like. Uh. It's still the version I go to my head when I, I go to in my head where I read a lot of these when I read a lot of these characters. Um. It has probably uh, next to Christopher Reeve. This is the only like uh really worthwhile uh on screen version of Superman. Mm-hmm. Um. There's a. Uh, Kevin Conroy is Batman is iconic. It's also the show that introduced me to uh, a lot of uh, certain characters. Like given I was so young though when the show start when the show started, like I uh, was what introduced me to Green Lantern and uh, the Flash. Um, and also there's the fact that um, there's a lot of really, uh, they sneak a lot of really adult jokes also under the radar. Like, uh, there's one bit where uh, a Flash is talking to Hawkgirl about how he's the fastest man alive. And she says, um, well, that might explain why you can't catch a date. Because <laughs> um, no, he comes uh, too fast. Also... Yeah. yeah, there's oh, another okay. point where, it imply... where it's implied that he's receiving a blowjob. Oh, from Wonder <laughs> Woman, right? No, no, no. Uh, he, uh, there's uh, this really fun episode where a Flash and uh, Lex Luthor accidentally switch bodies. And uh, one of the ladies, uh, one of, I forget the character's name, but she essentially is trying to tell Lex to relax. And since the flash, it's like, how are we going to relax? And she takes him into uh, a robe. It's like, God, oh. how do you call that relaxing? We lost John momentarily. Oh, no. John is back. I missed the best part. You <laughs> <laughs> into a room and what? She takes him into the and you'll never and know. Takes him into the room. She essentially says, "Like, uh, hey, why don't we try something relaxing?" And then, uh, like, uh, he kind of lays down on the. Ch- he sits down on the chair. She bends down, and then it cuts to outside the room. He's like, "Ah, oh, how is that relaxing?" As he runs out. Huh. That's that's far more than an implication. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's the only thing is, she goes even in even in the animated, she goes. <laughs> for those of you not watching us on youtube you missed a great uh, uh no, physical I, comedy honestly, bit. At, this, at this point i know i know a lot of people who are like i still like i still think i like comic books and uh superheroes but i don't want to watch any more marvel movies yeah. so i'm telling them like well just fuck marvel just go watch dcau yeah like just Honestly, it's better than just about anything right. else out there. Anything else out there when it comes to comic book shows. Yeah, and that and that's totally fair. I think um, there, honestly, there are like three levels of like enjoying superhero related media right now. And and if you're if you happen to enjoy watching the Marvel movies and like all the fucking power to you, but I just really hope you re- recognize that you're not getting the highest quality that is potentially out there. Just like, what a watch cartoons. Like, maybe you should fucking watch some cartoons then. <laughs> cartoons care. roll. Yeah. I mean, it's better than a lot of uh, shitty live action shows or things we see these days. 
Yeah. Or even around that time as well, because we also had fucking Smallville on TV then. Yeah. Anyway, is that uh, is that uh, everything there, Liam? Yep, I got really nothing else that I've watched or seen. Amazing. Uh, so I'll talk about one that I know John has seen, but I'm not entirely sure if Lucas has seen. I don't think Liam has seen it. But uh, weird, the Al Yankovic story, everybody. Mm. Um, oh. Which is a fucking excellent film. It is. If you're a fan of Weird Al, you're going to love it. If you're a fan of Daniel okay. Radcliffe, you're going to love it. If you're a fan of weird, weird, absurdist sort of uh, parody films, you're going to love it. If you don't like any of those things, you're probably still going to love it. Um, I don't know how it works, but for some reason that works. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it is is straight up a parody of biopics. Straight up. None of the the, the I've seen. I saw a uh, comparison chart chart put out by, I think, the, the marketing team for weird. But it was like... These are the things that got they got right, and there's three things. It's like yes, Al received his <laughs> his uh, accordion from a door to door salesman. Yes, Weird Al is uh, probably the best accordion player in a very specific genre. Uh, <laughs> and then there's a third one I can't remember. But then it's like everything that the ever everything that's not true. Literally everything else in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> None I was I was wondering because I saw I saw a description of it. I, I kind of assumed it would be a parody of biopics because it's it's Weird Al. Yeah. Like, but like um, I remember seeing something about how like it covers his entire life and his like depraved lifestyle or something like that. I'm like, that doesn't sound like Weird Al. Weird Al doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. He, he's... <laughs> anyway, um, but it is very very fun and super funny. Uh, you if you happen to have Roku channel by chance, you can watch it for free. Uh, if you don't, Weird Al's not mad at you if you download it illegally. He even tweeted about it, basically giving everybody permission to do it. Um, Perfect, which is just great. He, the movie. There's this great thing with the film that you expect. You, for some reason, I think there was this expectation that Daniel Radcliffe was gonna do all the singing and stuff. Uh, in the movie, but every time he opens his mouth, Weird Al is singing, <laughs> and it's so it's so funny. I thought I thought Radcliffe was singing. No, it's Weird Al every single time. It is okay. He is a singer though. Yeah, but they didn't. You know, yeah, they didn't go with it. <laughs> We're gonna Much have more fitting for Weird funny. Al. It's yeah, but that, that's that's very funny though. That's and the movie that's... ends so violently abruptly that it's so fucking good i can't tell you what happens but it just ends <laughs> and you're like oh wait what and even the movie just makes a joke of it and and <laughs> as if the whole movie was a joke in and of itself i don't want to say it's high art it's not a masterpiece it's probably I... one of my favorites of the year i really enjoyed it i had a lot of fun i think I, that's because i'm a weird owl guy you know, I've seen Weird Al a couple times, uh, and both times I've seen Weird Al, it was on the uh, ill-advised vanity tour. So that tells you that I'm actually a fan of Weird Al because I didn't go to listen to him sing Amish Paradise. I went to go hear him sing The Night Santa Went Crazy. I went there to hear him <laughs> sing Craigslist. I went there to hear him sing all his original music. But anyway, um, which is kind of what the movie's about in a way, because uh, it is kind of about him pretending that he or, uh, that he wants to make original music anyway there's a great joke it's funny watch the fucking movie (laughs) 
Um, I'm personally not a fan of Weird Al. Um, not that I don't like Weird Al, I just never really got into him, and I and I still love the movie. Um, I think I think an apt comparison would be Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, which I would I would say that it's like a like a light diet version of that, but it's as if it's like Weird Al's version, like his his kind of style of parodying music is exactly what this movie is. So it's like in the best way possible. John, do you want to hear um, something really funny? Okay. The last time you were on an episode of the Thundercast, you also talked about Dewey Cox. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had just seen it. You I had, had just, just watched it. it when that was during pen, like the the lockdown when uh, I, all I was doing was watching movies. Yeah, that's a fucking great movie. It's very like funny. truly pop fucking shelf. Um, I don't. I don't, I don't think pretty bad. Yeah. I don't. I don't think that I've I've seen the full thing, but I think I maybe maybe saw a video about it. And there's apparently there's like a scene where he's like he's got his fist against the wall and he's like staring off really intensely. And someone's like, "Dude, he's got to think about his whole life before he does a show." You don't want to hear that. something like, funny too, Lucas? You said mm-hmm. the exact same thing on the Did last I? episode that John was on. <laughs> Guys, we've hit we've we've hit it. We've oh, we've done man. it. Whoa. We've come full Deja circle. <laughs> we did it. We've come full circle. End the show. We're done. We actually do <laughs> kind of got to end the show. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Just just end it there. End it like just really abruptly. End the show. <laughs> Christian, future Christian, end the fucking show right now. Yeah. <laughs> Colonialism. <laughs> Dial murder. <laughs> okay. Uh, I Those was... are the takeaways from this episode. I'll, I'll be yeah. very happy. I was yeah. going to say maybe we should do the... Uh, the actual outro for the show but if we don't want to we don't have to <laughs> it's our Fine. show nobody can tell That's me what fun. to do yeah uh, <laughs> lucas do you want to handle the outro for me sure thank you so much for listening that re- listening to everybody if you enjoyed the show please uh rate us five stars on all the podcatchers spotify itunes etc uh you can follow us on social media at thunder lizard collective on uh we're just at thunder lizard on youtube now right that's right yeah we got the two words at thunder lizard on youtube uh we are thunder lizard og on twitter and thunder lizard collective on instagram is that right instagram facebook and youtube uh yes that's Insta- right. yeah instagram facebook perfect uh, if you, uh, we also have another show that uh, comes out uh, almost as infrequently as this one. Uh, it's called Thunder and Dragons. It's a D&D actual play podcast with uh, me, Christian, Liam, and our friend Dan. Um, I think we recorded an episode recently, so that was fun. Uh, and you can also, uh, some, if you really enjoy it, you can subscribe to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Thunder Lizard. Is it Thunder Lizard or Thunder Lizard Collective? No, nope, Patreon. Patreon.com slash Thunder Lizard. And on that note, I would like to thank our patrons, Kate, Tanya, Manos, Owen, and a returning patron, Scott. So thank you so much for for joining us yet again. This has been the Thundercast for this week. My name is Christian. My name is Lucas. My name is John. And I'm Liam. And we'll see you soon for mystery. Oh, yeah. We didn't tell anybody what we're doing. (laughs) 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 See you later. Put his glass on you. See you next week. <laughs> Bye.